Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and I've got my good friend Gabe Boyd with me today, and we're actually in a podcast recording studio. Heck yeah, man. We're big we're time big now. Time. <laughs> I mean, look at us go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll be signing autographs after. That's right. And uh, All our adoring fans yes, waiting yeah, by the glass keep them back, door for us to come out. No, this is, this is great. <laughs> this is fun. Um, this is actually a space that um, your church like rents so it has like office space and things like that and you're like hey you want to come in and use their podcast booth yeah that's right and i was like that's kind of totally cool so yeah. let's do that yeah. uh, we've been a lot of different places recording <laughs> before so oh, yeah this is definitely a step up but um one of the things i want to do um in this particular episode was i just want to talk about like where training man training for manhood is okay and where it's going um and just kind of some things that we've learned along the way so one sounds of the like exciting stuff well let's see okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, well we'll see if it's exciting we'll, We'll take it from there. And if it's not, we delete it we move on, right? Fair enough. Exactly. So one of the things is uh, we are now officially a 501c3 organization. So we are um, legally from the IRS a nonprofit organization. So if people wanted to donate to Training for Manhood so that we can do what we do, um, there's going to be things that are on the website. We're going to have a bank account and a PayPal and all those different things. We're setting that up. So hopefully by the time we release this podcast, those things might actually be in existence. Wow. That's uh, that's super exciting. Yeah. Really, really exciting. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Um, the other thing is um, I'm going to add a, pl- a blog section to the website. So if you go to trainingformanhood.com, um, right now it's just all the episodes right, of the actual podcast. And you can you know, listen to them on there and things like that. Um, but I wanted to kind of put some information, especially as we get into um, some reading type materials and stuff like that. I wanted to be able to write some things so some guys would have them, be able to you know, download them or print them out or have access to that. Um, and so um, Chase is setting up a blog section on the website. Okay. So if you haven't been to the website, hopefully by the time this one comes out, there might be some more material on the website. So yeah. visit, visit the website. I love that. I love that because I was thinking, uh, you know, like in our intro mm-hmm. uh, for Training for Manhood, yeah. the whole thing is not just, we don't want you just to listen. We want you to do. That's and right. So yes. I think having some sort of interaction with the people that are listening to hear about like how maybe the the principles we've talked about are helping shape and form their lives or how yep. they're training other boys uh, to become men and like I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, which actually takes us then right to two things. Okay. Okay. One, um, if people had ideas about hey, I wish you guys would cover this in training for manhood. Like I've had a question about that or I've heard this and I saw you know I kind of want a counter perspective or what's your thought on this or what does the Bible say about what I mean do it right. If you had an idea for an episode for Training for Manhood, right, we're info at trainingformanhood.com. Email me, uh, and that's something that we could, you know, do in the future. Absolutely. Right, because a lot of this is just things that you and I are running across in our own daily life as we're raising kids, as we're aspiring to be men. Um, That's right. And ideas kind of come up and conversations. I had one the other day, and we're going to get into it in our next episode on dating. Okay. Um, just kind of a conversation, and it was funny. My wife just looked at me, and she's like, that's an episode, right? And I was like, yes, it is. That's, <laughs> that will be a future episode, and I wanted to do it with you because you've got the four daughters. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into yeah. that. Um, but the second part of that, right? So email me if you have ideas, suggestions, you know, concepts of things that you want to cover. But the, the other thing was um, 
I put this out on, on Podbean as my you know, distributor for the podcast, um, and they give me some, um, some information about the distribution of the podcast. Okay. okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I pay attention to it a little bit, right? You know, it's like uh, how many downloads and where are those? And, you know, it's mostly here in, in America, right? Mm, sure. And uh, um, mostly in Texas because that's where we are. Okay. Um, but we have listeners pretty much in like every state of somebody who's downloaded it, which I thought was kind of cool. That's amazing. Um, and then I kind of, you know, you, there's another little tab and it says, you know, world. And so I you know, click on the world and you can kind of see all the different countries that have listened to it. And I thought that was pretty fascinating, especially when there was one country that kept popping up. Okay. Right. It's like, you know, I mean, because, you know, it'd be like, you know, Italy or, you know, Hungary or, um, you know, the Ivory Coast or I mean, just all over the globe. But then there was one that was like it kept on being the number one country of people downloading this podcast and listening to it. Okay. And I and I said, hey, Gabe, you know where this is? And you, the suspense is coming. right. And you're like, you know, where is it? What? Botswana, <laughs> right? Which is in Southern Africa. Okay. Okay. And I had to I had to kind of go look it up and go. Well, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what it is that we're talking about that's kind of connecting with some people in the country of Botswana, which brought up a question in my mind, and that is, are there different kind of cultural um, hurdles and expectations about what it means to be a man? in different countries because I, I know most of what we talk about is basic um, principles of manhood that should apply across in a sense um, all time periods so if you're talking about you know what is a man in the 1300s well in a sense it's you know it's the same thing as what a man in you know 2022 right. there's some different aspects of that well, but what is a man in Botswana versus what is a man in America and in Texas there's going to be some cultural variations of that but for the most part, we're trying to stick to basic principles of manhood that kind of apply across all times, across all cultures, right? So that anybody can kind of pick up on this and say, that's what I aspire to be. But part of the question that I had then was, what are the cultural hurdles, right? Like right here in our particular culture in America that are preventing boys of making that transition to manhood? And then what do they look like in other cultures? So that's what I want to talk to you about was just what are those like here and then maybe, right, some people from some other cultures, maybe our friends in Botswana. There you go. <laughs> could hop on that email and say, hey, right, I listened to the podcast and I heard what you were saying, but here's how it's a little bit different over here, mm. right? So what do you think when I, when I talk about just um, obstacles um, okay. that um, they don't prevent boys from becoming men, right, but they, um, they are definitely hurdles that boys have to jump over in their pursuit of manhood? What comes to mind? Yeah, well, I, there's several things running through my mind. Uh, number one, I think it's Botswana. That's fascinating to me, uh, mainly because um, it, the large number of people that are listening from Texas, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, we know a lot of people in Texas. We do. Um, and uh, the people that we know know a lot of people in Texas. Um, I don't know anybody, anybody from Botswana. I do not either. Um, and so I, have a, I have a really good friend. Um, from Nigeria, okay. Um, Kennedy, that's his Americanized name, and he's a uh, MMA fighter. Okay, uh, which is you know we pray for his mom who's over in Nigeria all the time. And so I, I started thinking about, I wonder how it even ended up in Botswana. Yeah, right. Like so, did some person call somebody at home and say, "Hey, listen to this," or did somebody just run across it? Because you just don't know. So I thought that yeah. was funny as well. How did it end up? There? Well, it's so interesting to me, like just the power of technology, power, how, yep. how two guys can just be standing, sitting in a room, yes. uh, talking about things that other people might care to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and it could be people from all over the world. I Amen. think even from my own scope of, of life, even, it's so small. Um, and so to think that 
uh, the words that we say and the principles that we're addressing um, really are foundational for anybody. Amen. Uh, no matter the culture they find themselves in. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think Hopefully a lot of that right. comes from is like we're talking basic, but really we're not just talking basic. We're talking biblical. Right. Uh, and so I think when you when you make the mention of um, the things that we're talking about will, are good for now as well as 100 years ago or maybe 100 years from now. Uh, all these things um, are, are transferable because they're all biblical. Right. Uh, and, the, and the things that we learn from Scripture are transferable no matter the time. So, so super fascinating on that concept. Um, I went to hear Jordan Peterson speak last night, and that name uh, for a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Jordan Peterson. A lot of people know that name. He's a Canadian cultural commentator. I mean, he's probably got you know, millions of people listening to his podcast, so slightly a few more than we have. Barely. Um, barely. Um, you know, new release of a book. A friend called me and said, um, you know, hey, you want to go hear Jordan Peterson? So I went down, and he's not a believer. He has a little um, kind of, in a sense, kind of an evolutionary concept, you know, of, of his idea of creation. And so one of the things he talks about often is how today is different than in the past. And so, you know, you're at a new day. Um, you know, we can, in a sense, learn lessons from the past, but you can't apply all of the past to today because today is a new day. Today is a new age. You're at a new person, right? So I get the concept of what he's saying, except for the concept of uh, the nature of man really hasn't changed from the beginning. So, so basic principles that apply across ages and across cultures um, are because God is outside of the system. Yeah. He's not constrained by time. And so even though I'm at a different time, we're 2022. Right. It's definitely a different time than my grandparents, than my great, 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 great grandparents. I mean, definitely a different time in terms of technology that we have, um, you know, opportunities. Um, you know, think about, you know, disease. I mean, you know, people before, if you lived a life into your 30s, you're old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now we're living, you know, up to 100 years old. So there's a lot of those different aspects. But if, when I listen to Jordan speak about things, I think one of the things is he deals a lot with principles of life. And I'm like, a lot of those things apply regardless of the time period in which you're talking. They're really, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, and one of the things he said is there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Meaning that the nature of man is, is the same from the beginning all the way through the end. Uh, what drives man, right, those things haven't changed. And so I can deal with what it means to be a man, and I can take these principles and I can apply them across cultures or across time, because really the idea of what it means to be a man hasn't changed. Right? Technology doesn't change what it be, means to be a man. Right. Although you and I just did the podcast on what kind of car does a man drive, right, yeah. which may not have been a great podcast <laughs> right, 100 years ago. And yeah, uh, people weren't driving cars. That's so, right. That's right. Right. So anyway, that that concept is is very interesting. So I thought that was kind of a, a fascinating idea. Right. We have an idea of the way that the world works because God is outside time and He has given us these particular principles in a timeless document of of His Word. Even though the book itself is a couple thousand years old, mm -hmm. when I open it, it's as relevant to me today as it was back to them, right, right, two thousand years ago. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's one of the things that why you and I appreciate some of the things we talk about, because we know that their application, right, is in a sense endless, timeless, cultureless. Yeah. But there are some things in our particular culture. Well, that's right. That might be something we want to pay attention to. Yeah, and, and I think I think the reason that I bring up the the uh, the importance of the truth principles that mm -hmm. we talk about, and that while those things haven't changed. I'm not so sure that the hurdles have changed either. Okay. I, I think that actually the same hurdles that men were facing a hundred years ago are the same hurdles, just with a different 
kind of made over face, right? right? right. So you mentioned technology. Um, I, I think that obviously hundreds of years ago, they weren't talking about technology. Uh, but I think men were still dealing with things like lust, uh, things of like that were just occupying their time or maybe uh, dr- sucking them dry in terms of like just being productive. Yeah. Um, now that looks like cell phones in our pockets. It, it looks like yeah. uh, access to pornography anywhere and everywhere we look, whether it's on TV, yeah. I, I mean, you know, cable television so, so now. The, or the distribution channel might be a little bit different. That's right. But the same ideas are there. That's right. That, that's why we're, I'm, I'm teaching through the book of Proverbs right now, and that's why I love <laughs> the book of Proverbs. Um, you can sit and soak in that thing for, you know, days, weeks, <laughs> months at a time. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, even though um, you might put a different distribution, you know, mechanism on how these things are being done, Proverbs deals a lot with those things, a distraction of time, uh, money, power, wealth, pride, lust, envy. I mean, all, and you're looking at those things saying, right, they might have a different shape in how it played out 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 50 years ago. But they're the same internal um, conflicts that we're wrestling with. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about manhood, as we put Christ first and others ahead of ourselves, uh, and we learn to you know, sacrifice our own um, ambitions to the goals and desires of how God has created us, right, that, that aspect hasn't changed from the beginning of man until now. And that, that, that's something that every man deals with in every particular culture. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think that's true because uh, although it's hard for, for me to speak based on the culture that we live in, mm-hmm. what other young men or grown men, uh, boys, whatever, um, would be facing within their cultures, um, I, I think that there is an internal conflict in any, in any realm that you find yourself, in any part of the world that you find yourself um, and so it's really hard for me to speak on, like, what are some of the people in Botswana? Like, what are their boys facing? Right. I think a lot of them, because of technology, and I don't mean to keep harping on technology, but I think because of technology being that we can, a, a podcast being recorded in Texas yes. can be broadcast to Botswana, uh, the same um, if TikTok good, if, video yeah, can if also good can be get there, so good sent bad. to Botswana, right? Totally. And so yep. I, I think that there's uh, there's a number of things that are distracting boys from becoming men, um, and I think technology has a lot to do with it. Um, but but also know that there are there are cultural things that. Um, the different cultures will see and view manhood differently okay. um, just based on uh, e- either history um, and, uh, or maybe just like the formation of the family and, and what that looks like. Um, it, it's really hard for me to say because I don't, I don't know a whole lot about what it looks like over there outside sure. of my own culture. Sure. Uh, and that's probably bad on me uh, that I should be uh, more aware of, of what that looks like. Training for manhood field trip. I love it. Let's go. I'm ready. Hop on a plane, go to some different cultures, examine the idea of what does manhood look like, and let's start, you know, we can put Botswana on there, but we can put Italy and Greece um, and the Fiji Islands. Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in on all of those. And that's why we set this up as a 501c3. So, folks, if you want to donate to send Gabe and I (laughs) to exotic locations to study manhood... And come back and report on it in a podcast. We are all in that, right? Absolutely. Okay, but absolutely. it has, has we, we got to make sure we take the kids and you know the wives, right? Well, sometimes, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. I love it. Okay, um, I was thinking, um, part of the obstacle here in America, and I, I wonder if this is similar in other cultures across, um, you know, other other places in the world. I think there's a lack of men to model yourself after. Okay. Um, and I and I you know I don't know if I only have kind of my time period to look at, but as I read 
throughout history, I think this is a consistent theme that I've seen, um, that um, men pursue worldly ambition and desires mm-hmm. um, and end up becoming successful in something other than character, integrity, and being what you would sense uh, is, that, is that idea of, of a man that a young man would want to emulate their life after. Mm-hmm. And so I know that's a problem here in America. If, if I went out and grabbed, you know, 10 guys and I said, hey, who are, who are your heroes? Who do you look up to? Who do you want to model your life after? Um, there's probably very few of those men that they would name um, that you and I would say, that's a great choice to model your life after in terms of character, in terms of manhood. Now, it may be great to model your life after if you want to be successful financially, if you want to be famous, mm-hmm. um, if you want to be a great you know, athlete or, or right, in, sure. in a particular yeah. arena. But in other areas of life, I think there's very few men that we can really, that, are, that our young boys really know. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll give you, for instance, um, it came up uh, the other day, um, the name Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said, I bet you I could grab 20 kids who are 15 years old, and none of them would know the name Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, so, you know, quickly gone, forgotten, right? He's been, you know, passed away for a few years. Yeah. And it's just like that name, as far as a man of character and integrity and, a, you know, a fantastic Christian man... I just don't think there's there's names out there that our kids are running across in, in their instant world of you know Instagram and TikTok and things like that. You don't even get to know the character of the individuals that you are following, that you're liking, that you're paying attention to. You don't know if these are good people, bad people. They're just famous people, yeah. and, and they might be famous for five minutes and then they're gone, yeah. and, and they go by through it so quickly. So I, I know that today. And in our particular culture, that's one of the struggles I see for young men. So I use the Thomas Watson quote all the time, right? Great men are mirrors by which ordinary men dress themselves. So just how as a young man do you measure up to the standard of what a great man looks like if you don't have great men as models that you see constantly? Now, I know some guys have dads or granddads, so they're in their home. But I know, um, I can't remember the last statistic that I read, and it's, it's... it's astronomical whenever I read it. And that's why, you know, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness. But it's almost like three-fourths of our kids are growing up in homes without a male role model even present in the home, or it's not their biological dad. So, it's you know, it's a different man. And so I think, wow, that's, that's amazing. Where are the older men? Yeah. Does that, does that kind of strike you as well? Yeah, I, I think as you were talking, I was thinking, um, man, it's so true because if you, were a- if you asked kids or boys – uh, for a list of heroes, like you're going to get famous, right? Um, and, and and I think part of that, um, it, it, there's a certain like there's an expectation that yeah, that's what boys are going to look up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you would have asked me that whenever I was a kid, like I would have I would have listed had a laundry player. list of of guys that I looked up to, and some right. of it was not based on character. It may have been based on certain things that like I saw on or off the field, like in their work ethic and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but I have no idea what those people are like personally. Exactly. Um, and so I, I think some of that is an indictment on men out there um, not looking for opportunities, opportunities to um, to partner with younger men. Mm. And, and mm. so I, yeah. I think what I mean by that is like um, if the hope is to start modeling myself after somebody's character, well, then I need to know their character. And I can't know their character unless... I have a personal relationship with them, right? Uh, because anybody can hide behind the mask of somebody who seems to be doing life really well, right. 
I read a book uh, not too long ago that, that was basically like, what are people doing when you're not looking? They're totally. Uh, and, and, and the whole premise was like, there's, it's easy to fool a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, when everyone's just looking at the surface. Uh, but when somebody's actually in your life, then it's much harder to fool them. Uh, and so I think part of that is, man, if, if the desire is for our young boys to have great men to model, then great men need to be tapping the shoulder of young boys uh, and getting involved in their lives so that these boys can learn, learn our character, learn uh, the things that make us tick and the ways that we, and reasons that we make our decisions the way that we do the, and the whys behind how we fashion our lives. Uh, and none of that can be done on YouTube. Right. Uh, none of that can be done through a podcast. Uh, none of those things can be done um, by watching a, a game. Uh, all those things are done by just simply doing life together. Uh, and so I think that's really, really important. And I think that the more, you know, we always say, like, it, like it's going to take a village to raise these kids, right? Well, yeah, it, it is. And so uh, to ask a boy to name 10 guys that he would like to model himself after, I don't know any boys that could. Okay. So um, but I would love for them to have a couple. Yeah. So here, here's a thought to that, okay? Um, the idea of what role books play in this. And, and I want to I throw this out because this is something that we're going we're gonna to start doing. Um, I released this podcast on Mondays, uh, and I want to continue to do that. But I wanted to add another component to it, but not take away the Mondays. Where we're just talking about manhood and all the different yeah. elements of it. Um, and so in the future, one of the things that, that's hopefully going to happen, <laughs> and Gabe said, once you put it out there, you have to do it. So <laughs> he's looking that's at me. Right. Right. Are you putting it out there? Yeah. One of the things that we want to do is we want to actually have – um, a Friday, like an every other Friday release of this podcast, but it relating to particular books, where a group of us as guys get together, we read the book, and then we put it out there for other guys and say, hey, we're going to go over these chapters on these particular days, so read along with us. And then we kind of just discuss the book. And one of the things that I found is um, that books have helped me and shaped my character as I've examined the lives of other people that, for whatever reason, I haven't been able to be a part of their life. Right, they're they're dead and gone. Yeah. Right, so you know me, right? I mean, if you if you're dead for 400 years, I like you and I read your book. So, um, but even people who you know they died recently or you know just before, I told you um, one of my favorites was I ran across a couple of books that said you know George Marshall was the greatest guy of the 20th century, which I, I thought well, that's pretty interesting. I know zero yeah. <laughs> about George Marshall, um, and if these particular people are saying he's one of the greatest men of the 20th century, which is you know, a long time, yeah. and you're going to pick one name. So I went and read a couple of books about George Marshall and just found out about his character, uh, how he did life, what he thought was important, and I was fascinated. And it, and it really helped shape and mold me as an individual. Um, and then um, you may know, right, some of my heroes are people that I've only read about, right? Yeah. William Wilberforce, mm-hmm. uh, who abolished slavery in England uh, in the 1800s. I would say he's, you know, he's one of the guys that, you know, my Hebrews 12 cloud of witnesses. He's one of the guys I think of in terms of, you know, William's up there saying, hey, Panetti, what are you doing with life? Here's what I did <laughs> while I was there. Yeah. You know, he's kind of passed on the baton because we have a lot of similar interests, right? A great uh, man of parliament, a, a man of faith, um, a man who raised his family and his kids really well. And so I've read about William Wilberforce. I haven't met him because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been dead for 100 years. Um, but a lot of the things that I, I feel like I've had conversations with him because I've read his books and I've read about him. Um, in fact, his practical uh, Christianity book that he wrote to, to the people of England to challenge them in their spiritual development. I was like, oh my God, you take that book and, and publish it today, mm-hmm. you know, right? And write it to America. You know, maybe, maybe somebody should, right? Damn it, right? <laughs> uh, maybe somebody, somebody, but I mean, I, I just, I feel like 
um, the biography aspect, that category, yeah. um, is kind of a lost category where you can learn a lot about some great people, men and women, yeah. uh, who have gone before you, and you can pick up. And, and if it's a good biography, it's it's telling you, you know, the pros and the cons, the goods and the bad. Sure. It's, you know, it's yeah. not just giving you a fluff piece. Piece. Um, there, there was um, a new book that just came out um, on um, uh, Robert E. Lee. Okay. Right, which is it's funny. I, I read a book when I came to the South, and somebody had given me a book on Robert E. Lee, and it basically was, you know, he was the greatest man to ever walk. You know, he walked on water, and I was like, wow, this is. Yeah. But in the South, you don't mess with Robert E. Lee. But this new book that's coming out um, is, a, is a much more balanced approach to um, his life and who he was, you know, the goods and the bads and all the different things. And I think those are great ways to just not only learn about a particular person, but then learn about yourself. Yeah. And say, are these character qualities, um, you know, do I exhibit those as well, right? Here's a man who uh, has a tremendous amount of, you know, humility. Here's a man who's very ambitious. Here's a man who, you know, raised his family well. Here's a man who, you know, I mean, you know, they talk about John Bunyan, you know, when you pricked him, he bleed, you know, he bled Bible. And he was, a, you know, a metal worker. Yeah. He wasn't one of those, you know, highly educated people. And I'm like, well, if he can know the Bible that well, that's a challenge for me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just thinking yeah. that, yes, I agree that you need to have men that you walk with, that speak life into you, that help shape and form your character because they're there and they see it. Yeah. And then there's men that you see and you watch them and they exhibit it. But I also think there's a role for that idea of there's just great men that have walked before us and we need to get to know them as well. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I, t- yeah, I totally agree. I, it's, it's not surprising that you would bring books into a conversation yes, like this. <laughs> but I think you're absolutely right. I think there's so much that we can learn from, uh, from men of the past. Like you said, like, we'll never meet these guys, uh, but there are certain aspects of their lives that, uh, are, that should be modeled in ours. Uh, I think this is how, how some legacies are passed down, uh, is by hearing stories of how men uh, operated, uh, whether we knew them or not. Uh, and so I think I think this idea. I think what I just heard you say was that hopefully we're not going to do all biographies in no, these book reviews. Not all, but we will do some. But I think the I think there is some merit and some importance to doing uh, some. It, it, but also while you were talking, I was thinking. Um, it, so uh, several. I mean, a long time ago, I read a book like fresh out of college. Uh, by um, by John Wooden, mm-hmm. uh, so famous uh, college basketball, basketball coach, coach yes. right? Uh, and it was so interesting because I really didn't know anything about him when I picked this book up, mm. other than the fact that he was the most winningest basketball coach of all time, totally. right? Uh, and so um, it, I started reading this book, and it was amazing to me to see like how he took. Uh, the place that God had put him mm-hmm. and the role that he gave him in the lives of so many young men as a college basketball coach yeah. and how he used that platform to to be that guy that we're talking about. And even now, like a, all, a bunch of his ex-players would tell Absolutely. all the stories, not about the wins and losses that yeah. they experienced under Coach Wooden, but rather they would talk about how he how he handled the team, how he led, how he did business, how he treated his wife, and the way he spoke about his family. And like there was all these things that he passed on to them outside of basketball. Yes. I just remember reading that book and being like, that's the kind of guy that I want to be. Yes. Like like outside of all the other things that people might say that I have passed on to them, man, I hope those things of character and integrity, uh, those things and how I've treated other people and the way that uh, I, that I that I operate around my family, like I hope those are the things that shine yeah. uh, brighter and louder than everything else that, that people would say about me. And that, so for me, that was super formative to read about a guy who took a platform like he had yes. uh, and used it uh, in so many different ways, other 
in the way that most people would say, hey, he's a basketball coach. He's going to pass on some really great basketball skills. Can I, can I, I'm glad you brought up Wooden because Wooden right, would have been a training for manhood devotee. Oh. Because the, if you've ever read it, anything about him, they said the very first thing that he always started with right, was socks. Yeah. So we, we talk about picking up socks, right? He <laughs> talked about how to put your socks on because yeah. he didn't want to get blisters because if you have blisters, you can't play, so you got to put your socks on right. And I'm like, just like, that's right, wooden and training for manhood. We're both, you know, socks are important. So I love that. Anyway, um, okay, last thought is just um, I want a takeaway, and it's um, I want somebody to pick up a biography. Okay. I want to I find the idea of a great man in history and read a book about that particular person. Now, my person, right, William Wilberforce, there's a lot of great books and movies actually made about him. Anybody that you would suggest and throw out there? John Wooden. John oh, Wooden. Yeah. There you go. That's an easy one. There's there's a couple of good ones. So guys, grab a grab a um, biography, uh, find a great man, read a book. Maybe it's a Wilberforce, maybe it's a Wooden. They don't all have to start with W's, but that's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, and, uh, and read a book about it, and you'll hear more about our book program at Training for Manhood coming up soon. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.